and clap. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. What a ministry. What a ministry. Hallelujah. Can't.
Isn't he sweet? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Ken. Let's give our, come on, let's give our choir. Give our choir a hand clap. Come on. The praise dance is a hand clap. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. There's only one St. Matthews. Praise the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Sonia, come on up here, baby. Let this 15-year-old young lady, let's give her a hand clap for being a great. Come on. Great, great. Thank you, baby. Thank you. We got a great youth department. Great youth leaders, great youth pastor, great youth assistant pastor, and all of the workers of the youth department. Will you stand if you're out there? We want to give you a hand clap. Come on now. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What a mighty God. We say, bring up a child in the way they should go, and when they get old, they will not depart. They may stray, but they're coming back. Can I get a witness? They're coming back. When you deposit Jesus Christ, they're coming back. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord again from whom all blessings flow. Up. I just love young people, man. I, amen. <clears throat> I love you old heads too, but I love young people. 12 to 17 years of age. Then our chosen generation is 18 to 30, um, 35. That's trouble. And then, uh, pray, praise the Lord. But we thank God for all of you. We've got a great, great church. This morning, I, wanted, I want you to turn to Exodus chapter 16, giving honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, our co-laborers in the gospel, our ministers, elders, deacons, and our visitors, our Mew chapter here on the front row, and all of um, our friends by bus and visitors. We greet you in the name of Jesus. Exodus chapter 16, when you get to say amen. Verse 1, and they took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation, over two and a half million, of the uh, children of Israel came unto the wilderness of sin. This morning I want to continue on with our emphasis on faith. And we established that without faith it is impossible to please God. And the just, those that are justified shall live by faith. We walk by faith, we hope in faith, we war through faith. Everything in this economy is by faith. This morning I want to challenge your hearts. Lessons learned from God's school of surprises. Lessons learned from God's school of surprises. Israel's journeys across the wilderness after eating the Passover meal in Exodus 12 and at midnight God killed all the firstborn who were not under the door lintel and doorposts where blood was supposed to be 
apply to every house. And God said, and when I see the blood, I'll pass over. That it was incumbent upon every Israelite to take hyssop, a sponge, to kill an innocent lamb, drain the blood, and they were to later eat that lamb per household and take, a blood, take the blood on the hyssop, on the sponge, and form, let's get this, the sign of a cross. And God's death angel said, and when I come through at midnight, when I see the blood, I will pass over judgment from your house. And then they ate the Passover meal of unleavened bread and unleavened herbs, and they were to quickly get out because God was leading them out. And in chapter 12, that's called the Passover, chapter 13, they were now being chased by Pharaoh who wanted to kill them. And chapter 14, Pharaoh drowned in the Red Sea as Moses followed God's instructions of lifting up his rod and God unzipped the Red Sea and then zipped it back up to kill Pharaoh and all of his armies. Then chapter 15, Moses' sister Miriam and them started praising God and they had a celebration because God had killed their enemies. But then in chapter 16, after all of this, God began to send them to school where they would be tested. And Romans 15, 4 says, the things that were written aforetime, Old Testament, first 39 books, were written for our admonition, were written for our learning that we through patience, perseverance, and hope would receive the promise. I don't know what your philosophical view is on life. Um, skeptics, evolutionists seem to um, ponder in accidental equations throughout life. But God is a sovereign, all-powerful, all-knowing, circumstantial God that God controls the history of man God orders your steps God is the one who determines all things relative to your life and it's this all encompassing comprehensive view of God that causes us who are saved to submit to his lordship. That nothing can happen without his approval. That we can't make anything happen without God first allowing it and approving it to happen. And, 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 and that's why uh, um, um, David in, in Psalm 34 said, I, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble 
shall hear thereof and be glad. David was singing, and David was setting in motion the fact that we don't serve a God of accidents. We serve a God of appointments. And every instance of your life is an appointment that you and I must go through. Amen. And come out approved by Almighty God. So this school of learning, the, the word wilderness in the Hebrew means a place of learning. It's a school. God puts us in wilderness areas to learn lessons. And nobody flunks out in Christ. When you fail a test, you got to take it over again. Some of us sitting here have been in summer school every year of their life. And God is determined he's going to teach you what he wants you to know. You can run from church to church. You can, you can go cross country. You can be in denial. You can blame all your stuff on somebody else. God going to get to you. He's going to, when he finishes schooling you, you will come to your senses. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so uh, it's, it's, it's here in this school of learning that God begins to liberate Israel uh, amen, and, and he begins to, amen, help Israel see that his sufficiency and his support and his security is, amen, safe. That God begins to, amen, place inside of this nation a dependence, a development, a direction, a diligence, a diet, and listen, the dynamic of their deliverance by defending them. That God is trying to teach Israel a lesson. And the theme of this theater of drama is how God begins to transform us, listen, from our difficulties into the triumph of our deliverances. That, 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 that when you look at Exodus 16, it begins with a change of Israel's direction, and, 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 and it, it, it moves to, amen, God introduces difficulty into their life, a new diet and a new development, amen, a new dependence, and, 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 and God is transforming hearts, and he's toughening minds, he's transferring their fears, he's bringing triumph to their future, and, 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 and when we look at this text, this text this text, this text is critical because um, in, in a very uh, similar sense, that's what God is doing with us. God orders things into our lives that may hurt initially, but ultimately will help, amen, futuristically. I appreciate this young man who talked about slipping from straight A's to B's and God challenged him. He got right back in there and applied himself and began to make A's again. Can I get a witness? God doesn't want you pouting and amen. Uh, God does not want you blaming somebody else for what you feel you can do. God wants you to stand still and take the onus, take the medicine. Can I get a witness? Take, take his word, make it applicable to where you are. Grow thereby, can I get a witness, so you and I can pass the necessary tests. Jesus says something very significant. He said, without me, 
you can do nothing. Can I get a witness? And we will quickly learn that without our Christ, amen, there is no success in life. Can I get, I'm talking about righteous success. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so one of the things I want to deal with in this text is that um, first we see a faith test of their dependency, chapter 16, 1 to 3. Now, let me set this in motion. Go back up to chapter 5, verse 27, last verse in chapter 15. And they came to Elam where there were 12 wells of water and 70, three score and 10, palm trees, and they encamped there by the waters. God begins a faith test to their dependency on him. And let me say this to you. God immediately changes the place. God can change your place of delight into a place of difficulty. Keep living. You have to pass through some difficulties. Jesus said in this world you're going to have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Can I get a witness? Some, some, some Christian writer said you're either in trouble, just came out of trouble, or you're getting ready to go into trouble. In those three facets. And one of the things that faith does is teaches you that there is a theology, not just for prosperity, but for your pain. Count it all joy, James says, when, when, not if, when, me, meaning you got an appointment. Count it all joy when you fall into divers' trials. When you are being hit with pain from every area, James tells us, count it, that word count is a, amen, an accounting system word, Chalk it up, charge it up to joy. Don't complain, don't murmur, don't try to wiggle your way out, but count it up as joy. Why? Because the persevering of your faith is going to work out a perseverance in your life. As you and I pers per per persevere through our pain, we are blessed towards the next test. Do I have a witness? And the next test is coming. That, 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 that God has taken this nation of two and a half million people across the wilderness, Pharaoh's dead, and he brings them from delight to difficulty. Elam was a great exotic place, and now they find themselves in the wilderness Place of learning. Remember when Jesus, the, listen, 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 the inauguration of the Messiah, when Jesus came up the Jordan River and his cousin, John the Baptist, who was six months older than him, amen, saw Jesus coming, John the Baptist said, I have need to be baptized by you. How can I baptize you? I can't even tie your shoe latchet. Jesus said, John, let it be so for now that all scripture might be fulfilled. Now, now, now watch this. When Jesus went down in the water, submerged underwater, came up out of the water, the Bible says a dove landed on his shoulder, which was 
symbolic of the Holy Spirit, a voice came out of heaven, which was the Father, and Jesus, the Son, the whole Trinity, was there in the Jordan. And God said, this is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. You say, well, wait a minute, what, what is God pleased with? He hasn't done anything. No, it was already done. The lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. And just, just the fact that Jesus agreed to empty out his divine rights to die was enough for God to applaud him. And then when Jesus came out of the water, the Bible says the spirit then drove him into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. Right on the hills of a compliment comes conflict. And, and let, me, let, me, let me tell you something about your spiritual life. Right when you're at your highest, that's when Satan's getting ready to come. Drove him in the wilderness to be tested, tempted by the devil. And it's here that God, amen, is adding difficulties to his people's lives. Now, here's what difficulty is going to do. They're going to make you bitter or better. You know what the determining factor is? Your faith. If, if, if difficulties come into my life and I accept them by faith, knowing my God will never leave me nor forsake me, knowing that God said I will do far exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think, he that have begun a good work will continue to do it in Jesus Christ, and we know all things are working together for the good, for them that love the Lord, a weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. When I keep pronouncing the promises, my trials, my difficulties are going to make me better. Can I get a witness? When I meet my difficulties with murmuring and complaining, they're going to make me bitter. There's a lot of bitter people in church. And the reason you're bitter, ain't nobody did nothing to you. The reason you're bitter is because you don't have a mature walk with the Savior. It's because you can't look through the lens of faith. You keep fooling around with your feelings. Am I preaching up here what? And child of God, as long as you tapped into your feelings, you will get more bitter and more bitter. It's me, myself, and I. It's how I feel. It's what everybody else has done to me. I've done nothing. I'm innocent. Hey, can I get a witness? I'm, I'm a victim. I, I keep complaining. I keep, wait, wait, wait a minute. Stop, pause, and park. The Lord woke you up this morning. The Lord started you on your way. Somebody went to bed last night, didn't get up this morning. Can I get a witness? Somebody doesn't have a stomach, you got a stomach. Somebody don't have a mind, you got a mind. Somebody can't see, you can see. Can I get a witness? Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. And let you got a responsibility. And let the redeemed, the ones that God snatched out of hell, the ones that God saved, the ones that God secured, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Are you going to be murmuring or motivated? 
Lord, have mercy. And, and, and child of God, uh, um, by the way, Hebrews 4 says, let us enter into this rest that is yet to come. The rest is Christ. But let us labor to enter into rest. Now, let me tell you what rest they're talking about. The reason we got to labor to enter into this rest that the writer of Hebrews is talking about is that we got to work. We got to work to persevere through our pain by faith. I'm hurting this morning, but it's going to be all right. You got to talk to yourself. Can I get a witness? You got to preach to yourself. You got to shout to yourself. You got to know that you know that you know that you know that everything's going to be all right. Can I get a witness? Uh, Job, Job says, I'll just wait until my appointed time. I'm going to wait till my change comes. Hmm. So he deals in the first three verses with this matter of dependence on God. God puts him in a difficult situation in the wilderness from the delight of Elam, an, an oasis. And the Bible says, in the whole congregation, the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Failure, first test. And the children of Israel said unto them, would to God we had by the hand of the Lord died in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots when we did eat bread to the full. Now, here's what murmuring, complaining will do. It will give you hysteria. They began to take their hurts and apply it to their history and they came up with a lie. They were slaves in Egypt. Yeah. Satan will always challenge you to think you had it better on the other side. Are y'all praying with me? You didn't have it better on the other side. You had, you had grace on the other side. You had mercy on the other side. We don't borrow time. You know that, don't you? Some of y'all was in car accidents, house fires. Some of y'all sniffed, snorted. Yeah, don't get new up in here. Drank. You, you, you put stuff in your body that somebody else died from. But you still here this morning. Can I get a witness? It, it, it wasn't luck. It was the Lord. I, I, I come to tell you, it wasn't, it wasn't by chance. It was, Lord have mercy, it was by his grace. Can I get a witness? The, the fact that I am healthy this morning is a miracle. Do I have a witness? Uh, leave that one alone. The fact, hallelujah, that I'm not dead in the grave in hell, burning in fire, screaming, is God's grace. He didn't deal with me according to my sins, nor did he reward me according to my iniquities. Can I get a witness? The Lord is God. Faith tests of their dependence. All this was done because God was going to say, lesson 101 is I'm going to make you depend on me. I'm going to make you depend on me. And in order to make you depend on me, I got to add some difficulty to your life where you don't have a way out. And you're forced to trust me. Can I get a witness? 
And now you will start depending on me for everything that you need. Can I get a witness? Look at the second thing. We got to get a, a faith test in their diets. Look at 16.4. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. 4A. Manna, what is it? Amen. God sent these white coriander seeds, flat seeds, flat pancakes of, of honey uh, from heaven. And, and, and Israel's response was, what is it? God's purpose Amen. Was to change their sense of sufficiency. Lord, have mercy. And 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 God, 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 God started tampering with. Come on now, the diet. See, sometimes God is going to put things in your life you don't like. Let's let's just talk about things that God put in your life you don't like. I ain't talking about your husband and wife. I'm talking about just straight things. Things God put in your life that you just don't care for. And one of those things is waiting on him. Can I get a witness? We are forced to wait on God. Aren't we forced to wait on him? Aren't we forced to just be still? And know, Do you really think we like being still? Do you really think we like waiting and delaying and just hoping every day all that is in line with dependence and diets and and diets is all the way through the bible because daniel shadrach meshach and abednego four teenagers who was taken on a second deportation to babylon 606 bc these boys were teenagers and and the bible says that nebuchadnezzar told elphanaz the the top man the director of the slaves he said give them our meats which had been offered to idols fatten them up because i don't want no skinny people here in babylon and Daniel purposed, Lord have mercy, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's meat. And Daniel went to Aphanas and said, do me a favor, let us eat vegetables. And, and in the time allotted, we will come out fatter than those eating that meat. He trusted God by faith for his diet. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says that when the time came that the three Hebrew boys and Daniel were fairer and fatter than everybody else. And, and, and child of God, this thing on diet, John the Baptist ate locusts and wild honey because he came in the spirit of Elijah. He was a wild man in the wilderness crying out for Israel's redemption. Lord, have mercy. Even Jesus changed his diet when he got hungry and the disciples came to him and said, Master, you have not eaten. Jesus said, I have meat you know not of. Jesus had transferred his meat, his diet to saving people. Can I get a witness? And child of God, when you look at this thing on diets, even Paul said, now listen to this. Paul said, I've learned in whatever state I'm in, whatever, 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 whatever type, type of life I'm in, uh, 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 aim, 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 to be content. Can I get a witness? He said, I know how to abound. I know how to uh, go up. I know, I know how to eat prime rib. I, come on now. I know how to eat caviar. I, I've been there in the palace and I know how to go down. I know how to eat sardines. I know how, how to eat peanuts. Can I get a witness? See, what God wants to do is balance in your life of thanksgiving, whether he blesses you or whether he doesn't bless you, 
God wants you to be balanced in your thinking, balanced in your theology, balanced in your heart, that you can handle whatever God brings into your mess. We see the dependence, we see the diet. Mm. But here's the test of diligence. And I'm, I'm moving expeditiously. 4B, look, 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 look what he says. I will rain down bread from, uh, from heaven for you and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may test them. Now, this, this is not dependence or diet. This is discipline. Let me, let me, let me, and I'm, I'm, I want to be as honest as possible. Some of you were in fraternities, sororities, and some of you in corporate America. I was in the military seven years. Discipline is a must. It's a must. A man or woman that, li- that lives without discipline is worse than an infidel. You got to have discipline. You gotta have discipline. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta learn, and I, and I try to structure my whole life through discipline. I don't, I don't need no alarm clocks to get up in the morning. No, I'm, I'm dead set from the military. I, automatic, I'm up. I, I don't need. Listen, I don't need no eight hours sleep. Still snoring. You know, just get up, get it done. I, I gave three A's last week. If you're gonna grow up and mature, here's three things you gotta learn in life. First, you've got to. <laughs> accept what God has laid before you. Lord, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. You accept. You're married, you got to accept your mate. You're the one married them. Ain't nobody forced them on. You got you to gotta, you gotta accept where you are in life. Do, do I have a witness? You got to accept your vulnerabilities. You got to accept your weaknesses. Grow up. Nobody, you know, and I, I listen, I, I, I know, I know. This generation is wiser but weaker. We said it last week. We love you. You, you guys are great. But the, all this social media stuff is ruining you. It's ruining you. I don't wake up in the morning and grab my cell phone. I talk to Jesus. Are you, are you hearing this? Well, Pastor, I texted you this morning. You didn't get it? I ain't look for it. I, I, I got my priority protocol that don't involve you. And if it's that important, don't call. You better call God. I, I feel, you know, and then, come on now, y'all talk back to me. Then you're texting the world and you get on Facebook telling people, I'm having a bad day. Who the heck cares? Excuse me, everybody's having a bad day. Can I get a witness? It, it is a self-centered, I'm preaching now, this is a, and, and it's, it's nothing wrong with it as long as it doesn't control you, but you control it. Can I get a witness? Oh, I'm preaching up in here this morning in the name of Jesus. The fact of the matter is, is that we are addicted to things that cannot really help us. Check it out. Look at this. Tell the people to go out. Verb, go. 
Get up off the prosthetic part of your anatomy. Go. I'm looking for a job. Oh, you are? Yeah. Well, tomorrow around 11 o'clock, I think I'll get up. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You can't fill out an application. You have no diction or conversation or no discipline. You, you know, what's your name? Well, you know, I think I can do the job. Give me a class. Who going to hire somebody like that? Sneakers untied, drawers showing pants down, and, you know. I told my daughters, you bring somebody like that home, I'm going to shoot both of y'all. You must be out of my mind. Are you kidding me? You, you got you to gotta, you gotta get some discipline. Are y'all praying with me? You got to get some discipline to your life. <laughs> Boy, during Vietnam, 17 years old, I'm a, sir, yes, sir, I'm a, in basic training, man. That man hollering, screaming, cussing at me and telling me well, you're going to die in, a, in about a year, da, 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 da. They pouring all this on you up at 4 o'clock in the morning, beds made tight and, and out five minutes with a canteen full of water at attention with your gig line in order and all your pack on your back and then you got to run a mile and a half, two miles. I watched three guys die on that, on that track. Then they feed you them greasy eggs, and you got to, yes, sir, yes, sir, sir, yes, sir, sir, yes, sir. Discipline, 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 discipline. We need discipline. The world owes you nothing. You want something, go for it. And you got to obey the rules of the organization in order to proceed. You can't go on a job telling the boss what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. You need discipline. You're not going to get a job and become a millionaire overnight. You got to work, 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 and work. I was counseling a couple years ago. Yeah, I passed time. I'm in love. I said, well, that's nice. That's, that's nice. That's nice. So I asked, I asked the brother, I said, do you have a uh, J-O-B? You, you would thought I said, uh, are you in the book of Job? <laughs> you know, nah, I'm looking for a job. How you going to get married, huh? Well, I love it. Love ain't paying no bills. That electric man don't want to hear about your love. Zip. <laughs> and here at St. Matthew's, we grow and groom men. All men stand up. All men stand up. We groom men here. We groom men here. We don't groom boys here. We, we groom men here. Mighty men. Men. Not babies. Not boys. Men. All right, y'all can sit down because all y'all to stand up ain't men, but stand up, sit down. Men! That's the problem with some of these marriages. These girls are married little boys. And leave that one alone too. Check out the discipline here. Let them go out. And you, and you youth, you guys grow up to be men. A real man. 
100% man. <laughs> Don't get me started. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice, Doc. Anyway, look at this. He says, let them go out daily, gather a certain rate every day, discipline that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. See, this is obedience. God says, now on Friday, listen, take two portions, specificity, because on Saturday, which is the Sabbath day, you're not going out because you're going to honor the Sabbath. And we're not Sabbath worshipers. The first day of the week is Sunday. Jesus got up on the first day of the week. By the way, let me throw this in parenthetically. I don't care what the Pope says. If you got dogs and cats, they will not be in heaven. Amen. Animals don't have souls. Jesus died for the souls of men. Do I have a witness? So before you leave church, just bow your head and say, thank you for my dog, and keep going. It's not happening. I got to deprogram what society programs every Sunday. Check this out. Look at the specificity. Verse 5, and it shall come to pass that on the sixth day, when they prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily, and so Moses and Aaron told the children of Israel, it's interesting, and in the morning then ye shall you see the glory of the Lord for that he heareth your murmurings against the Lord. Very, very, very interesting what God is saying in this matter of discipline. We have to discipline our lives spiritually. Amen? So that, listen to me, so that on, on, on a daily basis, we're carrying out God's instructions. In John chapter 6, Jesus said, uh, 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 I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness, and they are dead. Specificity, discipline. Every morning I get up, I should have the discipline of meeting my Lord. Praying, putting on my armor, checking my faith, walking by faith, asking for wisdom, giving God my pain, giving God my proposals, giving God my petitions, asking God to give me his peace. That stuff ought to be done on a daily basis. And then in chapter, look, 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 and then, and then in chapter 17, real quick, God, they got thirsty. God gave them water out of a rock, verses 1 to 7. And he told Moses, get the elders and, and listen. Here's what I want you to take your rod. That, listen, listen, that rod, that rod, that rod, that rod that we're going to talk about in a minute. Smite the rock one time and water will come gushing out. First Corinthians 10 says, and that rock was Christ who followed Israel. 
that when Christ was smitten on the cross one time, he became the fountain of redemption. Can I get a witness that, child of God, when you begin to look at this progression of lessons that God is teaching Israel, is, is that God began with uh, the dependence upon him, the, the listen, the changing of diets, the change, listen, listen, the, the, the discipline that we need to learn in Christ. And then he closes with the defense. 17, 8, 8 to 15, real quick. And this is the victory over the Amalekites. Now, these Amalekites were some bad boys, man. They, they, were, they were a strong, nasty nation. Turn to your neighbor and say, nasty nation. They were really relatives of the Israelites because they were descendants of Esau. And, and, and listen, they had a nerve to attack God's people while they were leaving Egypt. God said, oh, I won't forget that. These Amalekites, these Amalekites, these Amalekites came up on Moses, came up on Israel. And notice what it says in 17.8. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. Now, what is the lesson learned here? The battle is never yours. Whatever comes up in your life, let Jesus handle it. There's some things that just belong to God. He said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Do I have a witness? He's going to fight your battles. He's going to defend your name. He's going to transform and translate and transfer things in and out of your life for the triumph. Can I get a witness? Look, look what he says. Moses says, amen, verse 9, until Joshua stopped. First mention of Joshua, commanding, commander of all the armies of Israel. He says, choose us out men and go out, fight with Amalek tomorrow. And here's what I'm going to do. This is Moses talking. And I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God. In my hand. What rod? I'm glad you asked. The same rod. When Moses was in that, around that burning bush, God put the rod in his hand. Same rod that he went before Pharaoh, threw it on the floor, and it became a serpent and swallowed up the two magician serpents. Same rod that he lifted up at the Red Sea, and the Red Sea split. Can I get a witness? When Moses told Israel when their backs was against the seas and Pharaoh was coming uh, towards them, can I get a witness? And Moses lifted up the rod and said, Stand still <laughs> and see the salvation of the Lord. Same rod. Can I get a witness? That he smit the rock and water came gushing out. Same rod can I get a witness and the Bible says when he lifted up the rod thank you Jesus amen I will stand uh -huh, on the mountain and I will uh, uh, with the rod of God in my hand so Joshua did as Moses had said unto him verse 10 he fought with Amalek Moses Aaron and her went up to the top of the mountain and it came to pass when Moses listen to this held up his hands then Israel prevailed 
Can I get a witness? But when Moses got tired and his hands got heavy, verse 12, and he began to put his hands down, Amalek prevailed. Can I get a witness? And a child of God, uh, there's going to come a time in your life when you're going to get tired. You're going to get tired of waiting. You're going to get tired of praying. You're going to get tired of hoping. And you got to have somebody in your vicinity that's holding you up in prayer. Somebody that's instrumental in your hands staying up. The hands of faith. That's why I like what the songwriter said. Somebody prayed for me. Had me on their mind. Took the time to pray for me. And I'm so glad they prayed. Do I have a witness up in the house? When I was out of my mind living in sin, going to hell, uh, partying and getting high, getting drunk, and doing my thing, somebody was on their knees. Can I get a witness? Could have been mother, grandmother, I'm preaching to somebody. Don't you ever think you came out by yourself. Somebody was calling your name. Somebody was pumping you up. Somebody said, Lord, watch over them. Lord, bring them home safely. Lord, bless them. Lord, keep them. Lord, lift them up. Lord, turn them around. Lord, plant their feet on a solid ground. Can I get a witness? I know somebody prayed for me. Thank God they prayed. Thank God they prayed. Thank God they prayed. Can I get a witness? Now that I'm saved, now that I'm on my way to glory, God said now is your time to pray for somebody else. Can I get a witness? Intercede in prayer. Pray for your children. Pray for the church. Pray for your enemies. Pray for your friend. Keep on praying. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. And the Bible says, yeah, when they lifted up Moses' arms, Israel started to prevail. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says, God said that Joshua, verse 13, discomforted Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. There was a slaughter in the valley because somebody was praying on the hilltop. Can I get a witness? And here's what the Lord said. Write this for memorial. Verse 14, rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. Why? Because I want you to build an altar and I want you to name the altar Jehovah Nissa, which means the Lord who is our banner. Can I get a witness? Child of God, uh, uh, here's where uh, this thing gets mighty hot. Well, preacher, why will God lead us into the wilderness? Why does God lead us into the school of all these surprises? Why does God make us depend on him? Why does God change our diets in him? Why does God, yeah, discipline us to live for him? Why does God want us to know that he is our defense? Because every experience that we go through, 
we're learning something different about who he is. Can I get a witness? So in the text, he is Jehovah Anissa. But as I go through my experiences, I learn that God is Elohim. The plurality of the Godhead, creator God. He's El Roy, the Lord who is my shepherd. He is El Shaddai, the big breasted one that I can lean on in a time of trouble. He's Jehovah Jireh, the one who will provide himself. Can I get a witness? He is Jehovah Sinkanu, the Lord who is my righteousness. When I get in trouble, he's Jehovah Shalom, the Lord who is my peace. He is Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is present. He is Jehovah Saboth, the Lord of hosts. Can I get a witness? He's Jehovah M. Kandesh, the Lord who sanctifies. He's Jehovah Olam, the everlasting God. He's El Elyon, the most high and strongest of strong. He's Jehovah Rapha, the one who heals my sin sick soul. Can I get a witness? And child of God, all of these names only point to Jesus. Jesus said, I am. Didn't he say, I am? I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door to the sheep. I am the good, great, and chief shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. Isn't he who he said he was? I am. And because he is who he said he was, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Because he's the strongest of strong. He can make all things work together for the good. Can I get a witness? Because Jesus is the Messiah King. Because Jesus is the Son of God. Because Jesus is God the Son. Because Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. That's the first letter of the Greek alphabet. It's called Alpha. The last letter is called Omega. And everything in between, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, he's everything. Say everything. He's everything that I need. He's everything I want. He's everything I need to praise. He's all that in a bag of chips. He's King of Kings. He's Lord of Lords. He rules. He's my Redeemer. Say yeah. Say yeah. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. Yeah. He's worthy. 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 To be praised. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Right on. Right on. Right on. King Jesus. Right on. Stand on your feet.
as every head is bowed. Lessons learned. Lessons learned through God's strange, and they are strange. We, we, we're going through something, but I dare you to hold on and hold out. I dare you to close your eyes and say, I know that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. He will work out your good and his glory. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. If there's somebody here that needs to be saved, right now your name is not in the Lamb's Book of Life. You're going to hell. You need to be born again. You need to be blood washed, blood bought. Amen. Church can't save you. Your friends can't save you. Your family, only Jesus can save you. He died, he was buried, and he rose again the third day with all power in his hands. Right now, if you want to be saved, raise your hand. Lust ministry, raise your hand if you always want to be saved. Just put your hand in. Jesus loves you. Is there one? Is there one? You want, you want Jesus to save you. You want to give your life to Christ. I see you, my brother. Come on up. Praise his name. Praise his name. Come on, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Come right here. Right here. Is there another? Step out. Step out. Give, give, give Jesus your life. Come on. Give Jesus your life. I'm a witness. Come on, brother. Praise Jesus. Come on, brothers. Come on. If you're not saved, come on out. Come on out. We love you. We love you, man. Come on. Come on out. Come on out. Step out. Step out. Step out. Move, move away. Move away. Listen to me. Listen to pastor. I ain't about no fools. I'm about souls. If you die right now, drop dead right where you are. If you're not absolutely sure you would go to heaven, just put your hand there. If you're not absolutely sure you would be in glory, put your hand there. Jesus said, you'd be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Is there one? Or you want, or you want to join the church in your Christian experience. You're saved, but you want a church family. I couldn't think of a better church. Raise your hand. If you want to come, just come, come. Come and join. Come. 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 Step out. Don't look around. Step out. In the day that you hear my voice through the preach word, harden not your hearts. As in the provocation. They want, want to be saved, honey? You want to be saved? Come on, baby. Come on. Is there another? Is there another? Want to be saved? Y'all step out. Want to be saved? Want to be saved? You want to join the church? You want to be saved? Then uh, praise Jesus. Church, say amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Praise Jesus. Go back. Lead him to Christ. Thank you. Thank you for coming up now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The Lord's going to reward your boldness. Thank you. Church, say amen. Praise Jesus. Church, say amen. Next Sunday, first of all, sign up for our evening of elegance. February 13th, Friday. We're going to have a great time at the Adelphia. $50 ticket, sign up. And then sign up for our men's retreat. I want men to go to that table. We're going to have a great time. Dr. Willie Richardson, 
Christian Stronghold, Dr. Gil Coleman, and others will be there. We'll have a great time in the Lord. Sign up for the men's retreat. And then those of you that came by bus, those of you who are here for discipleship, we're going to have a meal. Let me bless the meal right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless the food we're about to receive for nourishment of minds and bodies in Jesus' name. And bless your people with peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the lessons that we have learned, oh God, regarding dependence, regarding diets, discipline, and defenses. Help us to lift up Jesus. Help us to hold one another up in prayer. And we thank you for all these young people. God, we praise you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Hold up. Next Sunday, we're dressed down. In fact, Sunday after that, we're dressed down. We're going to have 8 and 1030 service, abbreviated service as we celebrate the birth of Christ. Food in the gym. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. God has some lessons you need to learn. Let's give our young people a hand clap. God bless you. You are dismissed. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day.